0: and reset the zero-moment point at CPG. Connect control module to quasi-cortex molecular ion pump. Rebuild neural linkage network. Update metamotor cortex parameters. Restart feet forward control transfer functions. Correct for Coriolis deviation online.
1: Hello, and welcome to It's a Gundam, the podcast dedicated to the preservation of our blue and pure world. My name is Jeremy.
0: Um, I mean, I've got self-activating armor, so really, I'm custom made for this podcast. I'm Tyler.
2: Your uh, hair does change color when you activate your armor, so I guess
0: that doesn't matter. And I think you said that wrong, Jeremy. I mean, clearly it should be It's a Gundam! (laughs) I was actually considering hijacking the intro and going, Welcome to It's a Gundam, the podcast about Gundams and some types of other things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this week we're going to continue watching Gundam Seed with episode 2, It's Name is Gundam, which is available for free on YouTube on the Gundam Info channel if you would like to watch along with us.
0: Coincidentally, it's the name of the episode is not Gundam, the name of the episode is It's Name is Gundam. It's really so, hard
1: to talk about. What it's, are we talking uh, about? Who's on first?
0: Gundam, <laughs> what? Zach.
1: It's name is... I guess without further ado, it's time to get started. Remember what happened last time, Tyler? Zaft attacked
0: the colony with the bombs, and Kira's like, here you go, totally not a chick, I'm going to shove you into a
2: cabin. <laughs> She's just a girl.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you forgot father, and how he <laughs> betrayed us all.
0: And he met Rami- Ramius, Maru Ramius, and got like grabbed into the Gundam after Athrun, uh,
2: and everybody tried. else is dead.
0: Yeah, everyone else
1: is dead, I'm pretty sure.
0: I now remember seeing the outro and, like, most of the characters, like, Toll definitely in the outro, so...
1: Arguably, Gundam Seed is the bloodiest Gundam series they've ever made. It doesn't get bloody that fast.
0: Just assume they were completely throwaway characters, right?
1: They have names! Other people have names who just. Rusty die has a name. Yes, yeah. but he doesn't get a
0: name until after he's dead. Also, he never gets a face. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have faces. That's much. Actually, more. I guess that he does costs money to animate
2: damage. I guess he does get a name before he dies. One of them says, uh, "Athrun, you and Rusty go over there." I really would have liked it if the voice actor for Athrun is just
0: like, "Yeah, sure, guys. <laughs> All right, yeah." <laughs> we did not talk about the intro last time.
1: No, I think we will going forward. We'll talk about every intro twice. Once on its first episode, we'll do the second episode for this one, and once on its final episode. So we, we can talk about all the stuff at Spoil and all the stuff that hasn't happened yet, and how good we thought it was as an intro. I like this idea. But before the intro, there's like a last time segment and all sorts of stuff, so let's start the episode.
0: It's kind of recap thing.
1: Gundam Seed has a tendency to do a thing where it will do a recap of the last episode that also shows us some new stuff, but it also starts with every episode with explaining the basics of the war, how the bloody... Valentine tragedy happened in the year seventy,
0: which we and... still don't know what that was. So no, it does take a while for them to actually explain that, doesn't it?
1: It takes them a while to explain naturals and coordinators, but so... they
0: basically explain the basics of the war and how long it's been going on and stuff, which is what they did the first time, except they cut it in roughly half so they can recap the first episode after recapping the war.
1: So then we get a short recap of the end of the first episode with Ather going to attack Ramius and Kira, but then he hesitates
2: without the and
1: Yes. Yeah, no
0: Negaverse, Atherin. (laughs) (laughs) And then they hop into the Gundam and...
1: Then we see a little more. We see some of Kira and uh, Tanit Ramius in the Gundam. We get to see the boot-up sequence. We get to see the Gundam standing up, but we also get to see what's going on inside the cockpit.
0: Which and is additional animation that wasn't in the end of the first episode. I never thought there was actually room behind the seats. Yeah, it doesn't scenes. look like it never it looks like be, there is. But the plot contrivance says there has to
1: be. So. Well, she
2: says get behind. He he seems like he's standing more off to the side the
0: entire time.
1: Yeah, and Kira decides that ah, couldn't have possibly been Athern. Why would he be in a war here? And we, we
0: get later. Athern decides the same thing.
1: Yeah. And we get to find out that here Gundam is an acronym for the OS. Which it then... is
0: the General Unilateral Neuralink Autonomic Maneuver Synthesis System. So technically, shouldn't it be Gundams? Yeah, because <laughs> the synthesis system is at the bottom, so that's implied to be a general type of OS or something in this universe. You also universe. miss
1: dispersive, which is what the D stands for.
0: Uh, I don't know how I did, but yeah, I definitely did miss dispersive. That does it. Moral of the story, this acronym makes no sense if you know anything about physics.
1: The second one is better. This is kind of a running gag in the Gundam Seed series. Whenever new Gundams show up, they change the acronym. So anyway, the ending catches up the last episode. The Gundam standing up, and there being cool fire behind it
0: with well, the kind of like Japanese style like brush painting.
1: Yeah, most of the episodes kind of have a tendency to end in a scene like that.
2: It is a really really cool shot because I like making Jeremy work. Yeah,
0: at it. I can deal with the poster of the ending of the first episode. That's pretty good.
1: All right, then we get to the opening, which, like pretty. I said, we'll talk about. First of all, it's the song is Invoke by TM Revolution, which is where Gundam starts using really popular contemporary Japanese pop for their openings instead of commissioning a song.
0: You hopefully recognize it from something?
1: Yeah. And hopefully it gets you to number one on the charts because you were in Gundam. It tends to be a pretty symbiotic relationship.
2: So yeah, the first shot of the opening has Birdie flying through a debris field?
1: Yeah. Looks space. like that's a which trash
2: does... gin over there in the corner, too. So,
0: first question... Oh, yeah, I had never noticed that before. I just assumed it was part well, of the other debris. now
2: that Jeremy paused it, it's actually clearly differently My drawn in there, and I opening. was thinking the same
0: thing. How does Birdie fly without air? I would presume he's got some kind of jets on him. I see no visible jets or any other form of locomotion, but I'll assume it's ion propulsion.
1: We're going to have embracing space ghosts pretty soon, so... <laughs> what? It
2: has magical Does he bring flight. Zorak with him?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Zorak <laughs> brought Birdie to the debris field. <laughs> So I have some speculation about what this debris field is supposed to be. I suppose I'll save that until we talk about the ending again later.
2: Oh, yeah. I think I got an the idea. intro again later?
1: Yeah. What did I say?
0: The ending? We'll
1: talk about that at the end. <laughs> so we have Birdie at a debris field. There's Christmas wreath. It just looks kind of calm and forlorn, and the music is just sort of opening up. And then it gets kind of exciting, and the strike appears and appears in front of the logo after blocking some missiles in a dynamic action shot.
0: It's actually a pretty good way to... Like, it matches the music. Well, it's not a bad five seconds of the intro, which actually matters a lot. So, Well, I mean, it does kind of grab your attention because it starts to ramp up right before the main thing appears. I went ahead and watched the second intro and probably shouldn't give it too much comparison quite yet. But definitely this one does it better in terms of timing.
1: Yeah, I feel like the second intro, actually in both Seed and Destiny, just completely doesn't care about the timing. Whereas for the most part, that's something they do a good job with. So anyway, the lyrics kick in, they're kind of about passing one another and hurting one another while you do it, which is kind of appropriate because the next couple scenes are characters kind of walking away from each other. First, Kira and Athra, and then Lieutenant Ramius and Ensign Badgerol, and then good old Raul Crusade and (laughs) Mulaflaga.
0: I love their, like, frenemy relationship as they're fighting each other in this episode too, it's fantastic. We'll
1: get to that, but this is one of the best, like, lines in a dub ever. They just, in one sentence, explain the entire relationship and you know what's going on and how to move forward. But one of the reasons it feels like this episode doesn't do much is that it spends a while establishing that relationship, which
2: like, you always get important. in Like, you always get in my way?
1: Yeah. The, the, the line is, uh, you always get in my way, Mulaflaga. but, but the- right now I bet you're saying the same thing about me.
0: Yeah, which actually I, I feel like I've established a lot about their relationship right there.
1: So then we get shots of the four Zaft Aces and their Gundams.
0: Can I just say I really hate... So it goes from, like, having the juxtaposition of two characters, like, facing away from each other... To and just being a- still images? Yeah, to just being still images that, like, slowly fade and leave a background color behind better animation behind them. This feels extremely lazy to me.
1: Well, uh, get used to it. You're gonna have eight openings of this. Oh, <laughs> uh, it looks so bad. It's a
0: terrible well, we Photoshop get, effect. It, it's oh,
2: action shots effect.
0: of all four of the
2: Yes, yeah, so the actual
0: mobile suits behind them are
2: Fantastic. Well, that's because you've got um,
1: a ton of budget for the opening scene.
2: And but. they're probably pulling some of those from other footage from the episodes in general. Because I Almost do remember definitely. seeing all of those from there. But yeah. like it's not a bad effect. I mean, you get to see all of them in kind of this, one of the specialty pieces of those
0: pieces of kit. Like, you get the big cannon on the one, the transformation oh, yeah, on right the other. that we find out in this episode that the mobile suits are modular.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing in Gundam Seed in general. It kind of goes away. It's not done a ton well, with, but... It's, it's only to sh- sell more merchandise. It's only the strike. Oh, it's definitely to sell more merchandise. No, the gins in this episode, too. We see a different... Oh, yeah. I,
2: I, well, I was talking about those four specifically. Those aren't modular. No, my really? biggest thing is I
0: really just hate the slow character fade. Like,
1: okay, that oh, doesn't stick around.
0: The the trail of like the color that's right next to them. Yeah, that looks so cheesy. Okay. But then you get naked Kira and
1: Lacus. Lacus Klein.
0: Okay, yeah. She
1: hasn't shown up yet. She has pink hair. She is in the eye catching Yeah, she
0: shows up a little while later. I thought she was, uh, what's her? Flay. Yeah, thank you. I thought she was Flay in the first episode.
1: Yeah, they float as naked space ghosts towards each other in front of the strike. <laughs> so then we get a shot of uh <laughs> that's what happens he's not lying
0: then we fade to what i assume is the epion uh, This clearly is, is not
1: this is the aegis which will be atherin's gundam and we get a shot of atherin and kigali pointing guns at us and then each other in front of it well, and kigali
2: is monkey style <laughs> hanging from the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> during this shot Does she you
0: do that in time in the series because i really hope she well, does where she hangs from the ceiling and points a gun at somebody yeah no also, hate to spoil that for you, but not Kigali has a submachine gun, so I can tell you who's winning this firefight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then we get some action shots of the crew of the Archangel doing stuff. Then we get a uh, five quick shots of the ZAF pilots in their mobile suits. This is interesting because this is the first thing to change between the HD remaster and the original. In the original, there's a like weird orange mobile suit that never shows up in the series, and I could find no reference to even plans <laughs> for it. Which is strange because there's a lot of information since Seed is popular on mobile suits they had plans for that got changed or didn't show up. That's
0: really weird.
1: Instead, they replaced it with a shot of Miguel's custom gin, which also does not appear in the episode. But at least there are toys of that, and it shows up in a lot of video games. Well, in
2: this opening, it actually the like this orange mobile suit shows up.
1: Yeah, that's the gin.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, you said the original opening. I got confused. The original one. It's like an
1: orange Strike looking mobile suit. And like I said, I could never, yeah. So really quick, I
0: mean, I pointed this out on the first episodes, but since we have a still here, you can probably pause it for yourself if you're watching the Seed episodes on YouTube. You get in the quick flashing of images with these Aft pilots in their mobile suits. Look at the detail on the mobile suits compared to the detail in the actual characters. Look at how much more detailed the mobile suit is.
1: Nobody's going to buy a nickel action figure. I mean, I have been pricing Lacus Klein action figures, (laughs) but I'm weird.
2: Um, Tyler, remember, this is called mobile
0: suit, mobile suit. Gundam Seed. Where do you hear a character's name? My problem is that thus far with the series, we've been exposed mostly to the characters, like, interacting with each other, not in suits or in ships of any sort. Which means you get a lot of the character animation, which is subpar by comparison to all the actual ship animation. It still seems jarring to me. Maybe I'll get used to it as the series goes on.
1: I noticed it a little bit more this time. In particular, one shot, which I was surprised you didn't have a note about. I think it was really bad. But we'll get to Kira's death chin later. So then we have the second shot that they changed for the new oh, opening. Oh god! This is a shot lifted right from the first episode of Mulaflaga destroying a gin. They've replanted the gin again in Miguel's custom colors.
2: But that never appears.
1: No.
0: So is it 1.3 times faster than other gins? No, it's we don't just know it. Orange. Uh, we never.
2: <laughs> Tyler, we don't know if it might be faster or better because it never shows up. Oh, really in the entire series it never yes. shows up? That is the only time it shows up is in the opening.
1: And in a bunch of toys and video games. So then we get a shot of the whole cast with Kira in front and everyone else kind of fan behind it. The well, good the, guy cast. Yeah, it's yeah, the crew
2: of the uh, Archangel.
0: Yeah, the, the Federation and or neutral colonies combined.
1: And then we get Flay crying. He's sad. Kigali, Kigali being a badass. Because she realized she was going to lose the earlier firefight. So she's got full <laughs> machine gun now. <laughs> she went and
0: got a bigger gun. With such fragile words as wish.
1: Yeah. I have notes about the lyrics, I forgot. When Lacus <laughs> and Kira were embracing earlier, it got a lot more romancey.
2: I, I don't know why I really like the shot that Jeremy paused it on.
1: It's because Lacus is
2: the Lacus shows up and shoves a horror at the camera.
1: Yep. Then we get, you get another scene changed. We get a sort of transparent, naked woman whose boob is bouncing while the strike is watching explosion in the background. So then we get the actual last shot they changed. In the original, there's just a dumb shot from the first episode of a Mobius being cut in two. They replaced that with the strike fighting the duel, the buster, and the blitz, which is a really cool shot.
0: Yeah, it looks really awesome. In general, the animation throughout this intro is pretty good, despite how much I, like, rag on the character design. The nice kind of computer-aided models of the not-white-base archangels, archangels. Yeah, it's the archangel. And especially, like... Earlier on, they have a bunch of other, like, space station-looking things that are all computer-aided. You can barely tell. It's really nicely integrated.
1: And then the intro ends with the strike launching, and we get a shot of the strike, and Moo's Mobius Zero in front of the Archangel.
0: Wait, does Moo um, fly a Mobius the entire show? No. No, but for a while. Wait, is Moo the new, uh, what's her name that starts with an S? Saya? Sayla? Uh,
1: Moo is kind of, a. Uh... We talked a little bit about La- Raoul Crusade being the obvious Char. Yeah, that's true. But also, you can make a pretty good argument. This show has three Chars. Raoul Crusade is clearly the commander, and he inherited the sweet mask. Athern gets the red mobile suits and the rivalry with Kira, and Mu sort of gets the Quattro Begina mentor bits that Char sometimes has. He so kind
0: that- of also fills the part of Bright.
1: Yeah, ah. he's not the captain, but he has like sort of he's the team dad slash older brother figure.
0: So they kind of split the role into multiple characters.
1: Very much so. The bright role has kind of been split into a Star Trek trio of Moo, Ramius, and Badgerl.
0: I mean, the trio is an excellent combination. We've seen it in a lot of all shows since They then. integrated it very, very well.
1: Next episode, we see them in action for the first time together. So we can discuss it more there. So what are your thoughts on this intro, since this is your first time seeing it, Tyler?
0: It's actually pretty good. I mean, I like the music fairly well. It's not the best track for the animation they have it behind but it's pretty good and I, they... I think
1: it matches up pretty well and especially the lyrics we didn't really talk about they start out being about like crossing paths and hurting each other while people are looking away and then as they get more romantic it's characters facing towards one another and then when the guitar really kicks in we get the action shots no the
0: animation definitely syncs up well with the music although i would have probably chosen different music but that's that may be a personal preference thing.
2: I'm with Jeremy. I really like how it syncs up with the, the shots they chose for Oh, no, it.
0: agreed. The Especially with timing the lyrics with the actual art displayed. It's pretty good, and it's pretty action-packed towards the end. It makes me want to watch the show. Well, then it worked. Yeah, it, it does its job, definitely.
1: So one thing that's really interesting about this intro, probably just to me, maybe to one of our listeners, is that Toonami actually had a truncated version of this they played in front of Gundam Seed while Gundam Seed was on Toonami. That I could not find, try as I might. That's a twenty second version that's basically up to the title card and then the last twenty seconds.
0: Huh. Weird. So they cut out all the like interesting stuff in the middle.
1: Well yeah, basically. So
0: it's just all the action shots.
1: (laughs) Which is still that's
0: tsunami, yeah.
1: But I couldn't find it anywhere, and I tried really hard, because I know it was a thing, because this show was on before YouTube was a thing in the United States, and I had seen this intro, or parts of it. So anyway, yeah, that's the intro. I quite like it. It's one of my favorite Gundam intros. Part of it is the animation is just very next level. The host show is like that compared to Turn-A-Gundam, which was the last one. The most recent one to be shown in America was Gundam Wing, and it's a huge jump up from that. All right, so back to Heliopolis. It's being evacuated. The djinns keep kicking the butt of the Earth Forces units.
0: Because, you know, they're not mobile suits.
1: We see Flay in a crowd, people running, while the djins, uh continue blowing stuff up. And we see all the th- people Tyler thought were dead, that are Kira's friends, who have not yet successfully found shelter. I
2: assume they're dead uh, by well, the end of
0: this episode, then. <laughs>
2: they have also clearly been running the wrong direction,
0: despite the fact that there were gins in the other direction. Yeah, so they run into Athrun in the Aegis. That hasn't activated its armor yet. Well, to be fair, they actually were running towards that, so Kira and Atherin
2: both popped out of the...
1: Yeah, but smoke. that's where Kira went to find a shelter. Point. And they were just all blowed up. So Atherin tells uh, Miguel, who's in the gym, that Rusty failed, and the other Gundam has a sweet Earth Forces officer in it. And the other Gundam, which is the strike, is... Clutching around like a buffoon. (laughs) And probably gonna step on some civilians if they don't. I really
0: like to imagine this is how Ramius behaves while drunk.
1: (laughs) He's just kind of like
0: stumbling around, flailing your arms a little bit.
1: So uh, Ramius brings up all the cameras and Kira sees all his friends on the ground near the Gundam about to be stepped on.
0: And he's like, hey, that's really inconvenient. Why are you guys anywhere near us?
1: (laughs) Alright, so Miguel shoots the Gundam. He they takes go. out his sweet gin sword, which is just a broadsword.
0: Which doesn't make... Like, how is that an effective weapon?
1: How is the heat hawk on Mizaku an effective weapon? It's got a
0: heat thing. I mean, yeah, it's kind that, of like an energy weapon. Yeah, I'm actually expecting it to be, like, an energy weapon, or at least a physical weapon with, like, an energy layer. This is just a broadsword. Personally, <laughs>
2: so. I'm looking at it in the fact that, you know, he's still talking to Atherin, and for whatever reason, like, the camera on the gin turns to look over his shoulder. <laughs> it's a calm channel. You don't need to look at him.
0: Although, now that we've got a pause on this still, we've got this nice shot of the djinn juxtaposed next to the aegis. These suits are freaking awesome. So you really like the djinn? Yeah, I love the djinn in this show. It's Actually, we'll great. talk more about
1: that later. But I actually am kind of coming around. I didn't like the djinn the first time I saw Seed. Your enthusiasm for it is kind of infecting me.
0: The sweet broadsword, of the lack of a heat hawk. broadsword
1: mean... is pretty cool. And it's a cool mono I designed. So anyway, yeah, he tells Atherin to get out of there, and he's going to stab the strike and capture it. And uh, Atherin that is that just like, oh, Kira, no, nah, it couldn't be him. I don't need to be emo.
0: Which actually kind of mirrors the intro where uh, Kira's like, that couldn't have been Atherin. And Athren's like, that couldn't have been Kira.
1: Yeah, they're both equally in denial, because that's what you do when you're 15.
0: And in love.
1: Everybody's in love with everybody in this show. Everyone is polyamorous.
0: Yeah, you know, it makes sense. It
1: works out. So Miguel charges at the strike with his sweet sword. Uh, again, Maru drunkenly manages to dodge with the thrusters. We get the first Maru Maramius boob bounce. It will not be the last. I mean, Kira it's, it's,
0: falls on it. Good my, placement, dude. My biggest thing is that it seems completely unnecessary for him to fall into her breast right now. It will then.
1: never get more necessary.
2: <laughs> and then we get the first shot of one of the Gundams changing color and turning on its
0: armor plating. Yep, Maru which is just really weird. the armor
1: button and the color just sort of goes on. I really like the color powering up effect.
0: Yeah, with the like slow fade. I think that's another computer aided effect, but it looks pretty cool.
2: I like the effect. It's just really weird that you push a button and get armor. Like armor plating is armor plating. You don't turn on armor. It might be energy related.
1: Yeah, it has something to do with you electrically charge the plating. I've read how the technology works, but it just
2: it seems weirdly weird because it's something that they mentioned it being this phase shift
0: armor, but they never actually talk about. it. I was actually going to say that the button is labeled phase shift, and that makes perfect sense from an electrical engineering perspective. Alright, I'm the only person who studied any electrical engineering here, so... And clearly
2: the Jin Broadsword actually has something going on because it is throwing off an
0: awful lot of sparks. If it is an electrically powered phase shift, that would actually cause sparks by creating a high-intensity magnetic field. So you're actually inducing a current in the sword, which if the air is highly polarized enough, which, you know, it might be because there are giant robots fighting there, then that might actually throw off sparks. So it might not actually be the sword itself, but the armor.
1: And like I yes. said, last episode, we did see a Jin sword cut a Mobius in half, and that's the Earth Force's like, only weapons, so they're useful, apparently. So anyway, completely blocks the Jin sword with its hands in sort of a guard position. Miguel is all like, what? Because it's anime. Wait a minute, was
2: that a shot of Atherin before that? Yeah. Okay, I was just curious. I didn't realize that that was Atherin the first time through, that Atherin gets all confused that he blocks the Jin sword.
1: Atherin explains that all the mobile suits have phase shift armor, which negate swords. Makes the Jin
2: sword useless.
1: And also its gun, as we'll see later. Basically any sort of non-beam weapon.
0: And then the Aegis powers on, and it's freaking awesome.
1: So you like the Aegis, too. It is does have that cool Epion color scheme.
0: I actually don't like the all-red that it gets, but it's a pretty cool suit design anyway. And it's fun to see it powering up. And the Vulcans are useful! And then, <laughs> first yeah, time they're... for everything. And immediately after blocking some missiles... And destroying at- a SAM carrier... Atherin has a flashback of Kira in Rose Blossom,
1: <laughs> Rose romantic relationship sorry, on the show.
0: Cherry Blossoms, but same thing, right?
1: So Atherin takes off to escape with the Aegis while Miguel fights the strike. It's, you know, a pretty okay fight. Again, the strike is just kind of trying to dodge drunkenly. The strike tries to dodge, but it keeps getting hit by the sword because it's not very maneuverable.
0: And because Ramius doesn't know how to pilot the suit because she's a mechanic slash yeah, she's Aptin a captain me- or something. She's a mechanic. She's a commissioned officer, but she's a mechanic, primarily. Oh, man. Ed would tell you all about how that works. So, <laughs> yeah, they don't do any real work. I mean, they're officers. Exactly. So she clearly doesn't know what she's doing. Okay, so Miguel shot something about a natural piloting a mobile suit. The hell is a natural?
1: That is the question you're supposed to have. And I'm glad you have it, because it comes off to me like he might be saying, hey, you think you're a natural at this? What a joke.
0: Okay, to be fair, I had the advantage of it being subtitled, so natural is capitalized, so I assume that's a proper term noun. in this universe. I assume it's like a new type from the previous series.
1: It's like I... the opposite of that. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's like an old type, but we will get into that heavily <laughs> next episode. Like and that is a derogatory term for non new types in the Universal Century.
0: So, other like. We'll get there. Genetically modified humans in this universe or something?
1: Yeah. Like- well, that, you're on the right track. Okay. It will be heavily explained next episode. So, Kira sees his friends in danger, still near the battle for some reason. And he's sort and of.
2: Not only near the battle, not running away from the suit about to step on them.
1: And so he sort of leans over and takes control. He does a cool dodge and then leads into a shoulder check. Not really
2: sure how. I mean, he pushes a button and then what? pulls a lever. He love the
1: duck button and then the, <laughs> presses forward on the football lever. And he sends,
2: he's, he sends Miguel's gin
1: flying backwards.
0: Which gives him some time to basically <laughs> shove Ramius out of the seat and reprogram the OS.
1: He is a programmer who was working on the OS unknowingly before. He's he is al- nuts. <laughs> he also comments that the OS is crap. For moving complex mobile suits, Maru gets defensive, claiming it's not done yet. The dub is super awkward. Actually, I talked to last week about how the dub is not very good. That's really inconsistent. The second episode is expertly dubbed. The one problem I have is Maru here says it can't be helped. It hasn't reached the completion stage yet, which is wow, not how anyone
0: is, would talk. Yeah, like, that is worse than the possible I, Japanese phrasing.
1: So a military lieutenant gets out of the chair so that but a fifteen-year-old, he's sixteen.
0: He has demonstrably proven already that he's a better pilot than she is, right? Yeah, that's
1: true.
2: And he apparently has fixed the Vulcans because he lands several hits against And then he just
1: punches the djinn, which again is pretty cool. One of the reasons it feels like not much happens this episode is this fight scene goes on for a while, and it's pretty detailed. And then he does some cool techno babble, which you probably heard at the beginning of this episode.
0: Control module to the ion pump. Reconstruct neural linkage network. I'm not sure what that means. That's a zero system. I mean, the Gundam's MOS. Yeah, more and more of those random things. Miguel Miguel's calls confused.
1: bullshit because the mobile system <laughs> is moving better.
0: Hacks! Miguel goes and fires like a rapid fire shot at the Gundam, and the Gundam takes like two very slowly sequential hits compared to the fire rate. I kind of assumed that it was a secondary
2: fire on the Jin's gun. Like a rocket launcher or something? Well, I was thinking more of explosive rounds. I I could see Uh, that thing being
0: kind of like the Phoenix rounds from Perfect Dark.
2: Yeah, a little bit like that. Where it's okay. got some of them where it's actually explosive shots and some of them are just the rapid fire so base weapon.
1: Kira has finished reprogramming the OS and he decides to check well, hey, what weapons do I have? He wants but to the... go
2: on the <laughs> offensive. Stop with this defensive crap. We're gonna beat this guy.
1: But the beam rifle and the shield are not there, so there all options he's
2: got... <laughs> they didn't pay for
1: yet. <laughs> all he's got is the Vulcan gun and an armor strider, which I'm pretty sure is where Call of Duty four guys got the idea for the knife.
0: Yeah, they're in German, I think. Well, one of them is Eagle Stun, which is the Eagle the
1: and then the Armors Armor Schneider.
0: Schneider is the assault knife. You guys mentioned earlier that they're all named after operas or something.
1: No, that's Those a specific guns. class of weapon.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, there's
1: a lot of German weapons. Like we'll get the like Schwartgeiser or something. I totally butchered Prob- the pronunciation there.
0: The opera thing is specifically ship class weaponry. Okay, it's possible all these things have meanings that we're just unfamiliar with. I'm going to research those for next episode. Okay. I'm curious now. Feel free. All right. I want to know what an armor schneider is.
1: So Kira grabs out his armor schneiders, which are in, like, the hips, and that's actually pretty cool. They're just knives that, like I said, they're Call of Duty style.
0: They're not even, like, energy knives. They're just
1: knives. So he runs up to him and just stabs him, and apparently by stabbing in two knives in the shoulders, is able to completely take out his... Apparently, all the important cables for moving were in the neck. Yeah, apparently. Well, I mean,
2: I mean, it makes sense. That's where the main thing would be. That's how robots work, right? <laughs> but clearly, knife OP. And yeah, Miguel he... bails out of his mobile suit after hitting the self-destruct button. It makes no sense to me because he hits the self-destruct and then manually pops the cockpit open, jumps out, and flies off. This makes no sense. If you're trying to bail out, it's a, oh my god, pop the levers and I go flying away. Like, there's no way to eject from these things. Did they not
0: have an eject sequence in the mobile suits? Clearly not. This would be when to use it. (laughs) I would like to point out, I think I forgot to mention it last episode, I like that the personal jetpacks for the ground troops are the same design as the jetpacks for the mobile suits. They're like this weird cross shape. And that's actually pretty cool and remarkably functional. So someone thought that through at some point.
1: Uh, They seem very similar to ones from Zeta getting them to me. So, Ah. they may have been used for a while. It's
0: been a long time since i watched Zeta.
1: So, anyway, uh, Kira steps away from the gym before it Although Actually,
0: he doesn't. He just kind of stands there and takes it. Really quick, though, you saw a countdown timer for a minute. It blows up after, like, five seconds.
1: And Miguel pressed the faster button.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We don't know exactly
2: how long it took Miguel to actually... Bailout. out. Well, from our perspective, it was like five seconds. Yes, it was.
1: So anyway, then we cut to where the bomb just went off last episode, and we see that Ensign Badgerill is fine.
0: Somehow. It doesn't really make any... Even though everyone in the chamber with her is dead.
1: And she's got plot armor.
0: Also, she's basically floating around with low gravity. There are a bunch of corpses and stuff.
1: So then we cut to outside the battle where Mulaflaga's ship has been destroyed in the least plausible way ever. It just kind of flew into the colony and crunched. <laughs>
2: because apparently they were flying in that direction.
1: Moo takes out the arm of a djinn, which basically disables it because it's a right arm. And obviously you can't wield weapons in a mobile suit's left arm.
2: Well, he also he destroyed the gun, and then he
0: destroyed the sword. To okay, that's fair, true. Like The sword was in that arm when he pulled it, and it blew up. Have you ever played a mobile suit game where you have to, like, equip weapons into specific slots? Clearly, okay. you cannot wield a weapon in the other arm if you haven't equipped it
1: There's there. a lot of dual wielding that goes on in Gundam Seed, though.
2: None of the gins ever do, though. Not th- no, no. 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 The no I think they really. might, but that's not in this they episode. They haven't taken that perk. Either way, he loses all of his firepower because the jinns don't have Vulcans.
1: So Captain Addis is like, what? Oler got hit in a battle, and then Rokusei Re- says, uh, there appears to be an annoying fly buzzing around. <laughs> and his Atlantic accent in the English version. Um, uh,
0: what is an Atlantic accent?
1: Uh, like a posh American accent.
2: Okay. And then they also get a reference that Miguel has been shot down,
1: basically, and he needs a retrieval. And so Raul LeCrucet is like, oh, we have to destroy it. So here I want to talk about Rao in contrast to Char again. Char is in a very similar situation in the first episode of Gundam, but he wants to be super cautious. He's like, let's just take photos and report back. And it's insubordination that leads to the assault on the Federation mobile suits. Whereas Raoul Crusade is dead set on destroying these.
2: Well, he's dead set on stealing them or yeah. destroying them to keep them out of their hands. Well, it's that's not his necessarily. Mission, right?
1: No, actually, he's kind of he's rogue at this point. He he's not rogue. Uh, ZAFT n- is very loosely organized. He's a commander, which basically means he can do whatever he wants. He just has to report to the president. Basically, the- he has specifically not said, "Hey, we're attacking this neutral colony." Because in the first episode, he established that by the time word got back, he felt it would be too late.
2: Yeah, so like they're kind of rogue, kind of not going after him. It's a weird
1: situation. If they do well, hey, that was good. If they screw everything up, they went rogue. Exactly. So then we get the eye catch again. Hello again. It's Jeremy, one of your many hosts i like to think i'm the most handsome host but both of the other two would probably challenge me on that thank you for listening to episode two of our podcast which means you either are listening on the last time on video games feed and don't even remember episode one or you didn't hate episode one and thank you very much for that if you are listening to this on our last time on video games feed this is the last episode that's going to go up there in theory, we should have our own iTunes feed for this soon, but of course, after waiting two years to launch this podcast, we managed to do it right when Apple Podcasts was having right when Apple Podcasts was having technical issues. And at least at the time of this recording, we don't have it up on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts yet. Hopefully it's there by the time this releases, but I honestly don't know when I'm recording now. You can, however, find episodes at lastpodcasts.com. That's our new website. www.lasttimeinvideogames.com should direct there shortly. Again, that wasn't working at time of recording, but hopefully it is now. And we're doing something special this week. We are releasing five episodes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We are releasing episodes of It's a Gundam. And then it will be every Monday, one episode a week after that. And to help drum up some buzz, we are giving away some prizes. We have a Freedom Gundam Master Grade 2.0 model kit. If you're at all interested in Gundam modeling, this is a great one. We also have Gundam the 08th MS team on Blu-ray and on DVD as separate prizes. If you want any of those, just send us an email at gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com telling us if you like the podcast, if you hate the podcast, what you like about Gundam Seed, what you hate about Gundam Seed, and you'll be entered to win. We will be drawing prizes on Thursday, August 16th. So we need entries in by the 15th. Again, just send an email and make sure you have something in the email. Basically, first prize winner, whoever we pick first, will get their first pick of those. Second pick will go to whoever we pick second, and third to whoever comes out third. You pay nothing. We'll take care of shipping, handling, all that. We'll just ask for your shipping details if and when you win. So go ahead and shoot us an email. Like I said, we've been working on this podcast for a while. We're really excited to finally be launching it, and any advice or comments on it would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Like I said, hopefully it'll be up on Apple Podcasts soon. If not, it is on Google Play. I have personally had a lot of problems with Google Play, but hey, it accepted our feed on like iTunes right now. And like I said, at lastpodcast.com. you can see every episode. And if you really want those prizes, there might be some other ways to enter coming up in some future episodes, so go ahead and check those out. Anyway, thank you for listening. If you're on The Last Time on Video Games Feed, I do hope you move over and give this podcast a shot, but if not, we're going to stop throwing it in there and bugging you with it. There should be a new episode up on Thursday, I say that, and we haven't actually recorded it yet. So uh, that's going to be exciting, but there will be five episodes of It's a Gundam this week come hell or high water. So you have those to look forward to. And I will stop rambling and let past Jeremy, Zach, and Tyler ramble.
0: Okay, so at this point, I feel like zero has happened this episode, and it's already halfway over.
1: It's been all a fight, right? It didn't even feel like anything happened in the fight scene. Doesn't that mean it's a pretty good fight scene, though, if it feels like it went too quickly? Because like my opinion was similar the first time I watched it, but the more I... Watch it, I kind of felt, no, this is all pretty good, it's just not really the plot moving along.
2: I like giant robots kicking the crap out of each other, so I'm perfectly okay with this. I not there was
0: much of that, I don't know, the fight scene was kind of underwhelming to me.
2: Well, it does also kind of show Kira being kind of OP in the first place. That is true. Yeah, he rewrote an OS. Under in fire in combat in like 30 seconds.
1: So now we get more plot with Nataril going around, seeing everyone's dead, and finally meeting some alive people.
0: She's whining about the fact that somehow she's a sole survivor of an explosion that blew people's clothes off. <laughs> That's a boot.
2: Doesn't count. Then she does find another survivor.
1: Yep. Well, another survivor finds her. Then, uh, we
0: Moos... get Moola Flaga fighting some people, and he's like, wait, I think, uh, what's his name? Cr- L'Orala Crusade. Crusade, is yeah. that his name? Wait, there's someone else out there. I think he's powerful. It's probably Crusade.
1: And this is another difference between the original and the HD version. The HD version gives Moo a new type flash and the sound effect, whereas the original did not have that. Oh, when I he thought said, that really? a sound
2: effect no. in the first one.
1: Nope. Because I looked, because I was like, huh, that is interesting that they changed that. Later on, they give Moo a lot of that, but apparently they hadn't decided Moo's a new type yet.
2: Despite the fact that they gave him the funnels? Yeah. <laughs> this is one thing I've always wondered. Is... His suit's supposed to be a gin?
1: Yeah, he has a high-maneuverable gin. Crusade, uh, right? Yeah, it's sort of the mirror of the fact that Char had the Zaku 2S, which was had a longer cable.
2: Okay, I, I just I wasn't sure, because it, it does look a little bit different.
1: It is a different mobile suit, technically, but it is a variant on the gin. So then we cut to In the Colony. Maru Ramius is waking up on, like, a park bench.
2: The strike's been shut down.
1: Kira and her friends have put her on. So Kira's friends are being kind of idiots, and they're playing in the strike's cockpit.
0: Honestly, I have no idea what they're thinking, given that it's high-tech military equipment. Although, they are all robotics students, so they're probably familiar with it.
1: And it's sort of implied that they've been working on it and just not knowing that's what What, they've been working on.
0: Yeah, I mean, they clearly demonstrate some kind of
2: familiarity with at least systems like that.
1: And they speculate that it has lost color because it's out of battery. So Lieutenant Rami shoots at them to get them to not hang out in the cockpit of the giant military robot
0: actually at the cockpit in a way that could have easily ricocheted and killed one of the civilians.
1: To be fair, yeah, you she can could always blame it on Zaft. Yeah, she could <laughs> always blame
2: it on Zaft. And then she points the gun at Kira, like, right in his
1: face. And says, hey, I'm grateful you saved me, but you've seen a top secret, and now you all have to come with me.
0: Yeah, she's basically like, well, go a pile in the cockpit. And one of them's like, maybe we should get
1: the truck. So...
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she... Yeah, like she tells him to go get a truck. Yeah, my-
1: but, uh, First, we get their names repeated, which is useful as exposition.
0: It is, because we didn't actually know their names explicitly before. Well,
1: Here's where I agree with Tyler's thing about the animation, too, because look at Kira's chin in the upcoming shot. He's just got this dagger of a chin, and I can't unsee it every time I look <laughs> at it.
0: My favorite oh is whose face <laughs> looks like a rock with some eyes painted on it. <laughs> that's because so.
1: that's what he is, a rock with some <laughs> eyes painted on it. So, Lieutenant Ramius explains she's an officer with the Earth Forces, and since they've seen the secret Gundam, they can't leave. And they're like, hey, we're neutral. And she's like, well, wake up. This is reality.
0: Yeah, clearly you can't be neutral anymore because you've been attacked. And we had this here. So, sucks to be you. Yeah, so that's really annoying that the Federation just arbitrarily decides, hey, we're going to store this high-tech military equipment Well, it's pretty
2: clear. You know, if you're going to do that, I mean, the government of the neutral nation... Probably
1: had a say in this somewhere yeah, along the line. Yeah, but should the
0: citizens have a say in their government?
1: Well, yeah, but we don't know about all the secret military projects that are going on, say, at Buckley, which is near us.
0: That is
2: true. And Maru gets attention by firing in the air.
1: She's very gun-happy. She's going to run out of bullets, and then... I'm How gonna many does she do have, have left, you think? Because
0: very small bullets. They fire much faster than normal. So. Well, she fired, like, two at Atherin from the pistol. Maybe she reloaded
1: while she was in the cockpit. <laughs> so she's
0: at least used four or five since the scene started.
1: So it's a simple little scene, but it does advance the story a bit. It is slow because it's kind of repeating stuff, but if you're watching this, especially one week at a time, you may need reminders about who these characters are because they're not going to die right away. And I to refer would. to them.
0: Oh, God. Kira's <laughs> face.
1: Dagger chin. So then we cut back to space where Moo is now engaging with Raul Le Crusade.
2: And it's actually pretty cover and mobility heavy whereas they're using crap to hide behind and shoot at each other from
1: and they know who each other are they like recognize it from the fighting style and here's where i said like i said we get this perfect line that just encapsulates their relationship rao says you're always in my way but you probably say the same about me which is just perfectly done and And then rao runs into the colony
0: and mu chases after him which is probably to his detriment because i feel like the mobile suits are probably better in closed spaces like that
1: Uh, yeah but mu's got those gun barrels that i assume are hard to operate in a Shallow space.
2: That is true. It's also probably the advantage to Rau's thing because, you know, the Gundams and mobile suits are more of a generalist thing, whereas Mobius is probably very, very powerful in space, but not so much if you get it on the ground.
1: So Ensign Badgerald gathers all the people who didn't die on the Archangel and tries to figure out what's going on. They're trapped by the rebel from the bomb, and she realizes the radios are still jammed, and that means Zaft is attacking the mobile suit factory and not them. So she tries to get enough crew together to man the Archangel.
0: As a, yeah, gets the skeleton crew together. Basically tells them to grab random positions.
1: Meanwhile, Kira is trying to radio for the ship, but apparently it's still the being jammers jammed. are
0: still on. That's something that seems like
2: Maru could easily do. She's and her injured, name though, would be on the
1: ground. Easily identified. Cy Argyle, good old Cy, goes and gets a sweet truck for them.
0: I find it funny that they send the civilian back to like a highly dangerous like People were dying it's in explosions. It's probably technically
1: still a combat zone. Exactly. But the djinns don't seem to be here anymore. They've all left because they stole the. Yeah, but everything's suits.
2: still trashed. I mean, it's probably still They're highly fires. dangerous. That's
0: uh, true. But anyway, he brings back a truck. Then we get Moo and Crusade fighting again.
1: the Crusade starts getting the upper hand. He destroys Moo's sweet gun barrels. He gets the kind of great but terrible line of Moo I'd actually be quite pleased if you were to disappear right about now. <laughs> like he's trying to wish him out of existence.
0: <laughs> well, I love that he only shoots out the gun barrels and doesn't manage to land a hit on the cockpit, even though he shoots out of all four, even though one I of they is actually the I figured they're supposed to be linked, so oh, he, so he one drops
2: goes... one and they get caught in the blast. Because ah. that's kind of what it looked like, is he dropped the one on the side to cover himself. And...
1: So another reason this episode doesn't take a lot of time is we get a pretty lengthy startup sequence for the Archangel where it's explaining how they get power which I think helps add weight to the Archangel launch sequence.
0: Additionally, it's established that they're trapped behind rubble, which is kind of why it takes a while, is they have to decide how they're getting past rubble.
1: And the answer is fire the guns. We have those. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I like the fact that they show up a bunch of the display. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but I like the display
0: being there anyway. My biggest problem sh- are, uh, Badgeril.
1: is, or, uh, is Badgeril is how the dub says it.
0: My biggest thing is she tells him to just do what the computer tells you. Why isn't the computer just doing that then? Why do they need a person behind that? But they also have positron blaster guns, so you know, they got that going for them.
1: Yeah. The Lowengrin. They have We haven't gotten ideas. to the Wombats yeah. yet. No. <laughs> or the sledgehammers or hell darts.
0: And then we get
2: the
1: Archangel actually moving forward. And it fires its gun at Rebel so it can get out.
2: One thing I always because they got two of those. Are the guns themselves in the legs or the where's the hanger?
1: The hanger is above the gun.
2: Okay, I always get confused there.
1: We get more of Mu fighting Rao, and then the strike mounting a equipment pack that was in the truck. It's green.
0: We don't really know what it does. While I was watching this, I didn't really notice that like five-second thing of it like opening up the truck. So I was really surprised when suddenly it had a shoulder pack on it.
1: <laughs> so then we get to see the civilian kids being brats because he wants to go home.
2: Followed by a massive explosion, which Rao Crusade and Mu Laflagger come flying out of the like area they've been fighting in. And Mu's like, "Oh,
1: I should destroy that Gundam. It's just hanging out." there. Rao, you mean? Yeah, whatever. Huh. And like Mu's like, "Oh complete, shit, what's that?" He
0: completely thing? ignores Mu to go do this. <laughs> to He's be like, fair, yeah, not even a threat. Mu's Mobius
2: has been trashed at this point.
1: Yeah, and Rao cuts off the last gun that's on it effortlessly.
2: He does miss because Mu actually does dodge the the blow.
1: Yeah, but he loses his gun for it. I so like how he offers
0: his gun. He's like,
1: <laughs> I think the idea is he like is matrix-dodging, and that just puts his gun in the way. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Kira screams, and then like, oh wait, there's the armor button, I better push that. <laughs> Especially
2: since he just connected to the power packet.
1: So the archangel blows through the rubble, and it too enters the colony. Kind so, of
0: impressively. It fires these giant lasers, there's an explosion on the surface. Why was they- it pointing
2: into the colony, is my question. Like, Why not out into space? This seems like an inefficient use of time.
1: I think I got turned around. I don't know. The ending music starts kicking in. Everyone's staring at the Archangel. And we get another of those Japanese-style paintings to end the is... episode of the Archangel, which is above Araulu Crusade's high maneuverability gin, which is above the strike. And that's the episode. So, less impressed by this one, Tyler? I mean, it's
0: definitely still entertaining. But, again, I feel like really nothing happened this episode, I feel like all the events that happened this episode could have taken place over the course of about five minutes. We got a lot of expositional dialogue that didn't really tell me anything.
1: I feel like it spends a lot of time establishing Mu and Laura Crusade's previous relationship. Although it does it so efficiently with that one sentence, maybe they don't need to spend so long. There's also a lot of combat. We have Kira fighting a Jin. we have some Mu outside combat, and then Mu fighting Raoul Crusade.
0: My biggest problem, I think, is the La Flaga Crusade. <laughs> combat happens in such small chunks later on in the episode like you get continuous five second bursts of it that it feels like you get none of it at all
1: yeah i can see that actually all right so that's the episode uh, before we go on our other podcast last time on video games which you can find at www.lasttimeonvideogames.com we have a thing where we rank all the games we played because ranking things is fun we stole it from Ranger Danger, who stole it from War Rocket Ajax, who stole it from the best show, And I'm st- or they stole it from someone. But instead of ranking episodes, which would be easy, we were instead going to rank the various mobile suits in the series.
0: Oh man, how many have we had so far? Like five?
1: Quite a few. We're going to start with five. That's a good start for a list. So we're going to start with just the gin. Is that fair? You like the djinn. Do you want to say some stuff about the djinn?
0: I like the djinn. It's got this cool, like, cross jetpack. It's got an awesome, like, helm crest. The broadsword is fantastic. My biggest thing is it's a lot more angular than the old zakus, but it still looks recognizably mono-eye design. I don't know. I really like the djinn. It's pretty cool.
1: Okay, first thing we're going to compare that to is not a mobile suit. It's the Earth Force's main weapon, the Mobius. Not the Mobius Zero that Mula Flaga gets, just the Mobius, just which is like Mobius. a jet that's got a gun on the front. It looks sort of spaceship-like. It's not as cool as a djinn.
0: Yeah, almost definitely not as cool as a djinn.
1: Okay, so that was easy.
0: I mean, it's fast, right? So...
1: Yeah, but not. it doesn't seem to be actually faster than a gin. And then we'll use Orb's main weapon as well, the Minestrel, which are the little ball-like things. Oh
0: man! <laughs> oh god. Clearly worse than the Mobius in every possible you way. I think.
1: I actually like them more than the Mobius. They're sort of spherical. <laughs> I okay, prefer guys. the Mobius. All right. The Minestral. We'll see if it ever goes anywhere. <laughs> It'll keep going down, I think. So then, Zach was talking about Raoul de Crusade's high maneuverability gin. Let's put that on here. It's white. It's got different wings, sort of. It's also got a cool Gatling gun on the shield.
0: The sword is
1: stored in a different location
0: we haven't seen a whole lot of it yet so i'm not really sure i can make a great comparison but... we
1: don't see much of it that's part of why uh i'm rating I mean, it in this episode
0: gatling gun and the shield is an excellent idea though so yeah
1: a lot of random toys had that i think this is the first time they felt their animation budget was up to animating that because it's <laughs> in a lot of video games and a lot of variation mobile suits but I can't remember it appearing on an actual mobile suit before. So putting heavy it arms. the arms? Yep,
2: I give it that. I think heavy I, arms would classify for that because it does have kind of a shield thing over that big
1: ass tiling cannon. I it Catlin is kind cannon. of a shield, but it's looks it's more th- like an armor plate. It, it's
0: not the traditional Gundam tower kite word shield for that they that have. Type of shield that you to your wrist like that in a buckler. A buckler, yes, thank you.
1: Okay. So the last one we're going to rate for today is the strike without any sort of striker pack.
0: Um, I think I'd probably put it below the Gin. honestly. Really? You
1: don't like the strike as much as the Gin? It's got cool knives!
0: It does. I really don't like the design of it as much, and I really like the design of the strike.
1: <laughs> I really like the coloration on the strike is what I like, because it's not that different from a normal Gundam, but all the blue in it really works for me. And it's got some white and red.
0: I actually found it kind of bland. Clearly, I'm outvoted here. So,
1: all right. So we'll say above the gin, but do you think it's above the high maneuverable gin as well? I think we can compromise and put it between the two.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that sounds fair. I actually, strike. I really do like the design of that high maneuverability gin. I'm sad a, it doesn't show up more.
0: The strike with like the shoulder-mounted cannons that it doesn't get to use this episode. That's pretty cool.
1: That's the launcher strike, and we'll probably rate that at another time. Maybe next week. Maybe later. We'll see. All right, so that should do for this episode of It's a Gundam. Next week, we will be watching episode three of Gundam Seed, which is entitled Collapsing Land. That's I wonder a... what
0: happens. Does the land collapse? There's no the land... land.
1: They're in space. Well, Yeah, yeah so why are, they, ca-
0: why are they calling it Collapsing Land? They've got artificial land. Clearly, hmm. the colony implodes.
1: All right, if you want to contact us, you can do so at Gundam at lasttimeonvideogames.com. You can also check out our website, www.lasttimeonvideogames.com. We have another podcast there. It's all about old video games. We have some content that we don't update anymore. It's great. (laughs) All right. So see you guys next time. Bye. probably say the same thing about me!